Previously, on the Reroll Podcast, the party finds an ominous order written by some sort of commander. You are to inflict death. And an odd dagger beside it. You are the Blade of Blackreach, and this dagger is a gift from my personal armory. Signed, Commander Neville Port. This is Elfbone. That's fucked up. On our way out, we quickly find ourselves surrounded by an expert blockade of wood elves. Go no farther. And they're not happy to see us. You are in direct violation of the Yell Human Accords, and this is considered an act of war. Well, just point us in the right direction and we'll be on our way. Luckily, it seems we're small fry next to their other larger dragon-sized problems. Come with me. It is not safe here. And just when we thought we were getting clear of him, our old friend decides to pay us one more visit. I know you're here. This is my domain now. Too close. Too bloody close. Our new escort sees us to the edge of her lands and leaves us up Shite Creek without a paddle or a boat. Without a word, she turns back and disappears into the forest. And you guys face down the mighty Tybalt. How are we going to put this river between us and that dragon? How has the resistance fared in our absence? Have Leafy Wiener and Lilac returned yet with our much-needed military support? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back to the Thank re. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome back, Sane, to the Reroll Podcast. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I've heard so much about this whole uh, this whole production. It's really an honor to be a part of it. We're actually not that excited for you to be here. <laughs> I threw up three times before this. Could go either way, honestly. <laughs> oh God, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, really quick, before we start this episode, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who was able to make it out to our first Twitch stream. It was super awesome to see you all. If it worked, we're recording this ahead of time. So <laughs> if it didn't work, thanks for trying. I was like, um, oh shit, did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I haven't yeah, even put out the post yet. <laughs> um, Octavia's not invited, but... Uh, uh, that's fair. If you missed the Twitch stream... Or our computers blew up and we weren't able to, uh, you missed out on a little bit of surprising news, I think. Um, we are going to be converting to the Pathfinder 2nd Edition rule set. This, of course, is following in the wake of the OGL, the original game license stuff with uh, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast. If you're not familiar with it, um, you could probably look it up. I don't want to take up too much of your time explaining it. Well, we're probably we're probably going to talk a lot about it um, on the Twitch stream, too. which has already happened. Yeah, we have we already. Pr- we probably talked about it. We talked about it. In, if you're at in the Twitch stream, if you were at the Twitch stream, I definitely cried and and spoke in detail about it. However, this is really new, really exciting for us, and I think it'll be. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and I think it'll be a super uh, cool experience to lear- learn a new system and learn with you guys as listeners. Um, and it wasn't an easy choice for us to make. We all sat down 
several times over the course of a month and bounce ideas off each other. But we all decided that this was the best idea we had and an excellent one. The Pathfinder 2nd Edition system is really cool, really expansive, and we're super excited to delve in. That being said, going to have a little bit of a transitionary uh, phase here while we still kind of learn the ropes of the new system a little bit and get a little more experience under our belt before we embarrass ourselves on recording. Not that that's ever stopped us before. But again, yeah. <laughs> again, again, and again, and again. But that's the re-roll content you crave. I'd also like to announce that we're completely shutting down because we did try uh, Pathfinder and we failed. So There's welcome to the last episode of the year. <laughs> Welcome. To... This is kind of the first episode of the second year, right? Yeah, this is this is kind of the start of the second year. First episode's this tra- uh, transitionary, going into Pathfinder Two E, and you know what? <laughs> we'll learn it. We'll get good. That's the advice they gave me on Reddit. It's like, how get do you play this? Or, or like, get good. get good. Get good or yeah, get out. That's good life advice. You should exclusively take like any like life advice you get directly from reddit and no other source that's actually what they said to me in my uh review at my job <laughs> they're like uh we're looking over your numbers they're not great we're gonna need you to get good um i got an icebreaker if we want one sure give it to me uh what's the what's the worst that you've like fucked something up trying to fix it it could be like that could be like life components or like actual like physical things. I feel like uh, both of those could be hilarious. I have a good one that happened actually semi recently. <laughs> uh, so one day. Well, OK. A lot of the women in my life are very good at doing their hair. I'm not very good at doing my hair. Um, I don't know how to style it very well. And I. I don't know. I, I watched my grandma style her hair growing up. I watched my mom do it. And I was like, this, this shit is easy. Um, and this is not the first time this has happened to me. In fact, I think it's like the second or third. Uh, but this time it happened to me as an adult because I just wanted to give it one more try. Uh, I so you know how they have those like spiral or those round brushes that you, you can blow dry your hair and uh, you swirl the brush and it catches yeah, yeah. it in a big circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, every single time without fail, I have knotted the shit out of my hair and had to um, do the walk of shame out of my room with it just stuck to the fucking top of my head. Like, uh, can you help me get this out of my hair? Um, and That's like, so this, random. It, yeah, I know it was I was trying to do it before we moved from Washington, I think. And um, yeah, it was fun. I think I walked out of the room and my grandma was like on the phone or something. And I was like. I'll come back. <laughs> I came back out of the room with it still stuck to my head. After trying to get it out for like too. 20 minutes, uh, it was like, it was probably going to be easier if I hadn't fucked with it for 20 straight minutes. But yeah, so I will not be using those brushes ever again um, because I'm sure that the next time I try it, I will be in like my 50s and no one's going to help me because they're going to be like, are you fucking stupid? And I'm going to say yes. So there you um, go. I remember uh, I feel when that. I had long long black hair i remember getting a hairbrush stuck in there like trying to really aggressively like rat my hair and uh yeah i couldn't get the hairbrush out (laughs) happens to the best of us buddy (laughs) (laughs) i feel you with that though because like i don't style my hair i literally just brush it and the only hairstyle i've ever gotten is trimming the ends and that's it and Mm -hmm. i don't like i brush my hair i'm like that's good 
and then I'll spend like an hour on my makeup if ever. right I'm I'm good at makeup anything to do with <laughs> hair though I'm like I can put it up in buns yes or no same and that's it yeah sometimes <laughs> for me yeah least. I don't style my hair or makeup when I try to do my makeup I'll put a little bit on and I'll be like oh it needs a little bit more and then I'll be like oh now I look like a clown and then like smudge it <laughs> off and then like try to do it and eventually I just give up and wash it all off <laughs> cry in the mirror and you're like you whore yeah <laughs> jesus <laughs> i'm not speaking from personal experience at all that black hair came with the yeah. eyeliner well I, actually, the, the eyeliner only went until on until i realized i could much more accurately and easily get the look i was going for by just putting a bunch of fucking eyeshadow on a brush and just like smudging it around my eyes mm-hmm. that was that was more what i was trying to what i was going for God, I have so many to fucking choose from. I would say maybe the like the most uh, embarrassed that I've ever felt about fucking something up when I was trying to fix it. Like I was leading a crew of a bunch of people building a stage, and uh, we were. I, it was it was a pretty big stage, and like there was a spot in the floor where it was a tiny bit low, and it was it was too big of a stage with the crew that we had to be able to like slide it by all putting our asses against it and pushing like you can with smaller ones and it was like there was something about it like you just you couldn't shim it because it made the leg kind of go sideways and it was like liable to collapse um so i was like fuck it okay let's just stop wasting time on this let's just break the whole stage apart move it over deck by deck you know piece at a time took like an hour well the new spot that it ended up being built in there was a fucking high spot and that's even worse because there's just one point in the stage that's taller than the rest and you can't you can't bring it down when it's too high you can only bring it up with you know by shimming it in normal circumstances right. and so i had this whole crew of like i don't know like eight people probably something like that costing like 250 dollars an hour or more um and we were just like like monkeys fucking coconuts basically you're just shimmying the stage back and forth yeah. like twice. Yeah, it was it was pretty times bad, and you really should have needed to. I'm I was, sorry. I was pretty ashamed of that. Can we put a pause on this real quick? Like monkeys fucking a coconut. <laughs> yeah, never heard that one before. What does that mean? Is that successful? Oh, I don't have like. A... <laughs> I didn't mean to steal that from Dane Cook. Uh, I actually meant to say monkeys fucking a doorknob, which is like always been one of my favorite phrases. Right, that makes more sense, right, Tanner? That paints a better picture for <laughs> right. you. We can steal from Dane Cook. Uh, his, his brother's done it enough. The guy, he's fuck the guy, but like, it's not in principle. <laughs> his principle are we fucking? <laughs> Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> like a monkey fucking Dane Cook's principle. <laughs> With a doorknob. With a doorknob. <laughs> um. Probably not the worst, but one of my favorite ones, Tanner, uh, was... What do you mean, Tanner? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're... Well, actually, Brennan's involved in this story, too. Um, When... What did you... It was... It was when you bought that phone for me, and I was like, I can totally fix this screen for, like, super cheap, oh, and then I fucking destroyed it. Because you had a busted-ass, like, iPhone, what, 4 or 5 or something like that, where the screen was just totally, like... It was, like, just quite not broken enough to still work. So, like, it was still kind of functional, but then, yeah, like, I had this phone with a, bro- a broken screen that I, like, was going to sell you, but I was like, oh, like, you know, get a new screen for it, because the screen was broken on mine, too, and I was like, okay, well, let's just order, like, 
the glass part and i can like because i've seen it on youtube i can totally like separate it with oh like my god i from i can separate this. the lcd from the glass screen. like and like i remember a razor blade and like the smallest yeah, like screws ever made in the fucking well, world it, like pulling apart the phone is easy i've actually done that quite a few times successfully but like this is like and even all the youtube videos and guides are like you should like not go into this expecting success if you're not like a trained professional I was like, fuck it, me and Brennan can handle it. So we got a heat gun and like an IR thermometer and he's just like sitting there holding the heat gun or one of us was sitting there holding the heat gun. The other one has the thermometer. We're just trying to keep it at like the exact like 70 degrees Celsius or whatever it needs to be to like, like melt the glue, but not burn the shit out of the screen. And like, yeah, it just, it didn't work. And I remember just like, you were so excited to have a phone that wasn't totally broken and functional. <laughs> I was like, all right, Tanner, uh. Bad news, I <laughs> completely destroyed this, and I remember you were, like, pretty pissed off at me. I got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> the bad good news, news is... I only have you're... one set of bad news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, you still got that iPhone that barely works, right? Because I'm going to go ahead and order you a whole new screen now. Man, I w- I've always been so behind the times on phones. I w- I, it was an iPhone 3GS, like, at the time the <laughs> iPhone, like, 6 came out. Nice. And, like, I got a, one of the basic iphone 4 so i was like <gasps> my life has changed yeah no i got um like i'm pretty good at like doing like just technical fixes and shit and i definitely like was way too cocky on that one and that one kind of humbled me a little bit so fucking funny i have yeah. two short ones one is like kind of related to octavius because it's like kind of beauty related i used to think i was fixing my eyebrows by plucking them till they basically didn't exist or like dyeing them <laughs> or doing or putting makeup on them, and they looked horrible. And there's a whole phase of my life with horrible pictures, the horrible eyebrows, and I'm like, why did I do that? Thought I was fixing it, wasn't. Now they're better, I hope. <laughs> Definitely not the way they were, so. Um, and then nice. the other one was, we had a, a Sega Dreamcast, and the controller, um, on one of the controllers, the trigger popped off, so it was just like the stick that stuck <laughs> out. That. And so, like, we would try putting, like, erasers on it, but then eventually the eraser would split and fall off. Or, like, we eventually just started taping our finger before we would play, like, a racing game, <laughs> the Speed Devils. And you, But you would have to, like, push it down the whole time because that's the go button. And so, like, by the end, you're, like, have this taped finger that hurts so bad because you're pushing on this spike the whole time. It's like, we fixed it, but we did it, really. It was just, like, this horrible spike out of this put on your leather gaming gauntlet (laughs) or your gloves or whatever yeah and we would just trade because we're like yeah i fucked this controller it's your turn now now you have to put your finger on the spike but yeah right on cool i'm glad we're all complete fuck-ups yeah (laughs) oh absolutely painted a pretty good picture now why do you think we ended up playing DD on a podcast for like a year (laughs) so many hours (laughs) yeah it turns out our timing was real good i do think that there's something pretty like apt about like this whole ogl thing happening like pretty much exactly at the one year mark we did it yeah perseverance they, oh maybe they listened to our podcast and was like we can't allow that to happen <laughs> we cannot we, we, keep we this going on stop to this and all of our loyal fans were like <laughs> no let them do what they came to do i'm sorry which we still have, we still haven't quite figured out what that is but we thank you yeah. for sticking it out <laughs> yeah appreciate you bestie all right, well, let's get back to the action here. Last we left the sluts, you guys were on the... The Flaccid Five. 
is what we decided. Yeah, that's what we decided. The I don't know if we ever put five. that in on a, like, I don't know if we ever actually said that on the podcast, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we hurt the DM's brain. <laughs> last, last time we left the flaccid five. Oh, God, that really, really is going to take some getting used to. You chodes were on the banks of the Tibble, staring down a 20-foot wide rushing river. You were escorted here by a rather abrupt and helpful, but what's, it? what's the word I'm looking abrasive. for? Abrasive. Abrasive, thank Crunchy. you. Crunchy. Crunch. Crunch. Crunchy? <laughs> yes. The elf led you to the banks following a very close encounter with the dragon Zarna, who had almost spotted Groth despite the pass without a trace spell. But with a little intervention from Kiaren and a little luck with her critical success, she was able to pluck Groth to safety. And so here you are, staring at this mighty rushing river. Midday in the Riverlands. Gray clouds loom overhead. A couple drops of rain maybe hit your forehead. And Groth, you don't particularly feel good. Feel hot, not the normal burning sensation you've gotten used to, but hot all over your body, almost... I don't like how you worded that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what did I say? The normal burning, burning <laughs> sensation. Despite the, I'm quite accustomed to Despite the gonorrhea, you also feel yeah, almost like the... the warts. Sorry. Almost like a, the, a feeling of like a creeping fever. Just not feeling very well. Oh, that thorn in my eye must have really done me in. In fact, until I say otherwise this episode, Groth, go ahead and roll everything with disadvantage. Fuck. Yeah, you piece of shit. It's my payback for taking Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, Flintel kind of just take a broad look at the river and just kind of shrug and just be like, well, I'm all out of ideas and just kind of walk up and whip out his wiener and start peeing in it. Peeing in your wiener? Yeah, my own wiener. <laughs> can I see if I, if I can tell that uh, Groth is feeling ill? Yeah, give me a perception check. What's like the narrowest spot that I can see on this river? Probably Flint's wiener. Well, real quick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo, what'd you get for perception? Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. You can tell Groth's a little clammy. Maybe you, like, brush the side of his arm. He's breathing a little bit heavy. Not quite sure what's wrong with him. Groth, why don't you give me a perception check with disadvantage looking for the nearest point in the river? Karen kind of is looking at Flint like, what the fuck? And then kind of looks over at Star and raises an eyebrow and is like, so, uh, what's the plan here? We're trying to cross? Well, unless any of you have a boat hidden in your bags, I suppose we're going to have to figure out some way to cross the river here. 
Perhaps we could tie ourselves together with rope? I'm not sure. Well, Kiara, you'll live here. You got any ideas? This is kind of your backyard, isn't it? Flint's still peeing, despite it's been like three minutes probably at this point. Been hours. Somebody <laughs> eat asparagus. I can't stop. It's a problem. Help. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, did Groth get his perception at this point? Dude, Groth is feeling like a fucking idiot because I straight up cannot remember how to roll. <laughs> On skill checks. Beyond? You, you yeah, get out a, a d20. <laughs> you, cl- <laughs> you clicked the bonus number. You can right click and do disadvantage too if you want. I didn't know that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all my checks are back. Okay. Weird. Fantastic. Thank. Great performance. <laughs> nope. Sorry, I just rolled performance. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, a four on perception. A four. Yes, sir. Don't feel good. Feeling dizzy. Can't really focus. Are there any trees on the banks? A lot of trees, yeah. Both sides? Both sides. Well, I could, uh, if we, someone else has a second rope, create sort of a tightrope bridge for you. That'd be a good idea. <clears throat> uh, you have a rope. <laughs> I'll pull out my rope and go to the, a tree close to the water and just start tying it around the base of the tree. And then I'll continue and tie the second rope that he gave me a little higher okay give me some give me a survival check okay natural 20 hell yeah nice. it you tied the rope very well very good <laughs> so good the best it's so tight so so fucking tight <laughs> <laughs> can um, i look and see if like across the river there's um sort of like directly across from what karen's doing if there's a branch or something that I could maybe try and lasso that is like bigger? You also have a bow. Or... Oh yeah, that's true, oh, but that's I don't... That's a really good idea. Yeah, okay. Maybe, yeah, if there's a branch, a big branch that could support weight that I might be able to shoot at and uh, somehow get trees, it to wrap right? around. Yeah, there's definitely trees on the other side. If it's secure enough, someone could try to go across and secure it better. Yeah. Why don't After. I, hold on? Why don't uh, Star? Why don't you shoot an arrow over there with the rope, and then uh, Karen, you do that weird little like shadow teleport thing that you have. Uh, he, yes, uh, shadow. little one. That was my plan. I kind of figured. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, but we'll say, Groth, are you, are you okay? You don't look so good. Oh, you look okay. like a sweaty block of cheese. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What are you doing later? Work hard on this figure. Is that Pepper Jack? Uh, Karen's going to turn to to Star after Flint says this and just be like, you sure let your uh, men talk and give their opinion a lot, don't you? <laughs> well, if you've ever tried to shut them up, it's quite hard, so I just <laughs> let them think they know what they're doing. But... You get used to it after some time, no matter how irritating. Uh, and then she'll take, I guess, the end of uh, the rope from Kiaran and tie it around an arrow and try to shoot it across at a tree, hopefully landing somewhere where it gets kind of stuck more deep. Okay, so I'm going to roll over your 20 here, Kiaran, and say you tie the rope on her end as well. 
to the arrow. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Star. Uh, let's see. While, uh, she's aiming, I'm gonna summon my shadow 15 feet out into the river. 23. The arrow flies and just impales itself into a tree. The tree takes eight damage. Is it dead? (laughs) It explodes. (laughs) It explodes and your arrow goes in the river and washes downstream. Damn. Taking Kiaran with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, at least you don't have to pay her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) True. Holding the other rope, I'm going to look at Star and be like, Nice shot. And then you move my shadow all the way across the river and teleport over. Okay. Kiaran is now on the other side. Who's next? And I'll begin securing the ropes on the other side. While they're all working, I want to try to roll a medicine check on a... On a... Wow. Groth. Okay. I I just blanked the fuck out for a second. On that one asshole. Whoever is. This guy. This guy over here. Go ahead and roll a medicine check. Ugh. An 11. I, I was thinking of following that up with, like, an arcana, because I, I I don't know what it is, so I was hoping to try to figure it out. Uh, sure. Roll an arcana check. I'll say on that medicine check, Groth is probably just not being super cooperative. and like, oh, it's fine. It's Dazroth talking to me. He does this. <laughs> okay, 18. Call back later. Feel free to leave a message. Maybe he feels poorly because of some magical effect, but as far as you can tell, he's coming down with the flu, which in this day and age will kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can send you down the river if you'd like. That's That's fine. Just feed him like... Four pounds of lemongrass and rub some grease on his chest or something. You know what you need? <laughs> Opium and whiskey. Feet. Yep. <laughs> I'll just cast Zone of Truth on him leak. and yell at him until it tells me it's wrong with him. Yes. <laughs> I'll get a good doctor, would you? Yes. <laughs> um, I have coerce and berate. Perfect. It's a lot more difficult when you're a therapist. What's wrong with you? A lot. <laughs> I have something I might want to try. Um, I don't know if it's going to work, and I don't know if it's going to work the way I want it to, so I'm going to run it by you first, Tanner. Uh, if I cast Fear, it says, I cast it on myself, it's in a 30-foot cone, I believe. You want to make yourself afraid? No, 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 I want to make other things afraid. Um, it says it's itself, so I think I have to cast it on me for everything else to be afraid of me. No. It's like cone from you is the starting oh, point. Okay. You're casting it in a cone. Yeah, that yeah, makes it's like sense. a okay. breath weapon, kind of. I breathe fear into my enemies. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, so uh, crossing this river, like, when my companions step into that cone, are they going to be subject to the fear stuff too, or no? I think so. Wait, wait, it should just be a cast on anything in that cone. And they roll to save. It's not like a continued effect. Oh, it's not oh, a continued effect. Okay. Yeah. What What are you trying to do here? Well, because we can't see in the water, and the last time we were in the water, there was a bunch of fucking crocodiles or lizards or whatever the fuck. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I'm trying to get anything that's in, like, our way the fuck out of it. 
And to clarify, too, I mean, that still might be an issue, but I tried to tie the rope so they're above the water, like one you could hold on with your hands and one you can stand on. Mm. Okay. Two ropes. Well, you, yeah. you can definitely do that if you want okay. to. Um, yeah, try to sort of preemptively clear any alligators, crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would like to do that just sort of. So over. I assume you're going like edge of the river, casting it outward. Yeah. So oh. it's 30 feet. Okay. And what's your, what's your spell save DC? Uh, 11. Okay. Well, I'm a, am I in this cone? <laughs> no. Once they start going across, I will uh, have my shadow move like just halfway down the rope and stay there. Okay. And as you go up to the edge of this and, and cast this spell, you see, you know, a couple fish like swim away and and it clearly had an effect. You can't see very deep into the river, but cool. OK, who's going on the rope first? I will take the first turn. You guys don't mind. And Flint wants to go last. Yeah, she actually wants to call back to Flint. Um, perhaps you and Groth could go to boat together since he's not quite feeling so well. I just wouldn't want him to get lost in the stream, you know? Roth is gonna, yeah, like... keep an eye on the big man. <laughs> like, reach up and grab one of the ropes and pull it down and just, like, let it go like a guitar string and be like, oh, I don't know, Groth's, Groth's going to heavy. <laughs> While Flint's hanging on to it, just flings him 80 feet. Says <laughs> 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 fucking gone. It's like that oh, cartoon, like, funny. twinkle in the sky when you disappear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Star, give me a acrobatics or athletics check. Your choice. I want to cast guidance on everyone who goes across. Except for Flint if he's last. What the fuck? Okay. okay. Take I'm an extra go with an, D4 from guidance. I'm going to go with an acrobatics because apparently my athletics is negative two. So. No, roll that one. It's fine. No, There's shut nothing up. in the water. I want to do that to you guys. You're a lying bitch. It's not like an entire dragon down there or anything. Don't worry about it. We're six. <laughs> that wouldn't be a thing. There's not one dragon. There's actually six. <laughs> no, no, no. There's 20 to 30 feral hogs down there. It's the Inquisitor. <laughs> Shout out. Surprise. <laughs> okay. Uh, 19 to cross. Okay. Fairly easy. You climb on over the rope. Who's next? And start sawing the rope. <laughs> Better hurry, bitches. Better hurry. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be bow, right? Yeah, I think so. I want to cast guidance on everyone that I can before I go. You already said you're going last, though, so unless you change yeah. your mind. And he said he was helping Groth. Helping him how? However he can. Kissing him on the neck gently while he crosses. We we can say you cast guidance on Groth before you go. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, give me an athletics or acrobatics bow. Oh man, that was almost a natural twenty. I got three. How's that? <laughs> oh, I did guidance myself. Um, I don't think that'll help very much though. Two. So five. So five. All right. Uh. If anything happens near my shadow, can I use a reaction to try to, like, grab and pull back? 
Sure. Uh, real quick, I actually, Kiaran, since you were securing it, I was going to give you all advantage anyway. So, Star, you should have got it, but you succeeded. So, Bo, roll one more time. Let's let's see. I totally forgot. 18. Okay. So, what'd you do, athletics or acrobatics? Athletics. Okay, so you just kind of, like, overhand, like, monkey bars through it. Takes you a little bit of time, uh, but you get over pretty easily. Groth, you up next? Yes, sir. Okay, yours is not with advantage or disadvantage since your condition, but you do get to add guidance. Oh, thank you. Flint, you're right behind him. Flint is gonna, uh, Flint's be like, hold up, what? big man, and, uh, roll up behind him and, like, climb up onto his back and, like, clamp his legs around his waist and then, like, hold onto the rope overhand behind him. <laughs> in case he slips, he's just gonna fucking engage those thunder thighs. <laughs> hold on for dear life. Okay. <laughs> It's kind of like a piggyback, but it's like an assisting like kind of piggyback. Man, get like a natural one so we can see the scene right. play out. You want, you want me to roll? You want me to roll, Tina? Uh, you wait. Okay. I almost kind of wish I did, but I got a nat twenty instead. Hey you. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll say Groth kind of just grabs the rope, but more like just walks through the water, and it's like chest high, but he's just. <laughs> <laughs> the rope is on so through. weighed down it just doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> Flint, you're actually true. struggling to keep your mouth above water like, <laughs> everybody's like Grot just let go of the rope <laughs> just swim <laughs> Bo's clen- like clenched onto it <laughs> it's just like woo 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 <laughs> okay uh, pretty easily uh, at that point you guys get to the other side we can say you I gather up the ropes yeah retrieve your rope um, where are you guys headed Back to the alchemist lab. In that general direction, yes. Back to the. Uh, I want to go to Anar's Grove. You want to go to Anar's Grove? No. Oh. That's on the way, right? <laughs> I'm way. not doing this. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming we're in more sunlight now, so Kiaran pulls her hood up. I did say it was overcast and rain. Oh, okay, good to know. After a small ways of travel through this increasingly heavy rain and wind that's starting to pick up and Groth you are not feeling good and it's probably a mixture of whatever bug you have caught versus being out in the elements but cold shivering and it's becoming increasingly noticeable to your party members however After a short distance, few hours, you are closing in on the alchemist lab and you see a smokestack uh, coming from the lab. Uh, Not entirely uncommon for some of the things that go on there, but you actually see a, a second one. Perhaps the forge is up and running and perhaps they started a fire outside as well, but you're not entirely sure. But getting closer, you eventually run into... Your old friend Gator. Gator say stop. Kieran has her hood up and looking down. Who's this one? Gator wonder. She's alright. She got us out of a bit of a bind back on our uh, little mission back there, so she's one of us. Mm. He gives a shallow grunt. Says, Gator got a message for y'all. 
lilac tree bird back. Tree bird? Ah. Yeah. Leafy wiener. Bird tree. Le- leafy bird. Isn't it tree bark? Leaf leaf tree. <laughs> leaf bird bark. wiener. Bird, bird wiener. Leaf bark <laughs> bird wiener. Gator <laughs> saw a lilac bird wiener. <laughs> and didn't you see his name in that book or something that you found? Or Yeah, it was in the uh, stuff that we found on the battlefield. Okay, so you guys continue on through the sort of outer edge of the forest that Gator or whichever rotating person on guard sort of keeps an eye out for, and eventually you break through into the property that is the Alchemist Lab, but it's a little bit different because you have some new guests. A fire is set sort of to the side with a couple of pretty plain tents and bedrolls and two dwarves and a gnome huddling around it uh, roasting what seems to be a boar of some sort but you also behind them see a rather extravagant tent uh, one that is structured and tiered and it is this sort of dark evergreen and maybe at first it was even hard to hard to kind of spot despite its size with the backdrop of the tree line and um and it's uh, held up by dozens of these sort of thin top ropes that are impaled into the ground with stakes and this evergreen banner with a white border flaps in the wind and you see the sigil of a seabird carrying a fish or like fish (laughs) excellent (laughs) And, of course, past this site, you see the Alchemist Lab. Uh, Groth, you immediately see Louie out front working the forge um, and a couple others sparring in the yard with Donovan. What are you guys doing? Buddies! Don't fucking go that way, by the way. But hey! And I will say you're a couple hours away from the Weeping Woods. The place that you sort of was dropped off cut a bit of the time that it took by riverboat a little bit and we also fast forwarded through some of it. So good, we're about a five minutes dragon flight. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go give yeah, go Kevin Crunch and Maximus a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to do that. Pat them on the head. I missed you guys. I wouldn't kiss Crunch. Go catch something for sure. Yeah. You don't know where that Crunch has been. Gurpies. <laughs> Don't like that. Groth, you walk towards Donovan on the outside, and he's still a bit bruised up from his sort of brutal training a couple days ago, but these bruises have kind of turned yellow and sort of pale, and he says, Groth, it's good to see you. You're, you're not looking so good, my friend. Well, which is it? Is it good to see me, or is it not good? <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive, but uh, <laughs> come on in. Let's let's get you out of the rain. Blech. Oh okay. God! <laughs> that came from his butt. <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> came all the way up from his butt. 
What are the rest of you doing? Um, does Flint recognize the banner on the tent at all? Uh, give me a history check. All right. Can I also do that? Sure. Five. You do not recognize the banner. I'm gonna burn it. I don't like. <laughs> There's flying flags in my house. <laughs> Got twelve. Twelve. Uh, I think with the twelve, you two do not recognize it. Um, Flint. What I will say is, a couple of the hunched figures, in fact, one boisterous voice, that is sort of shouting a familiar sort of arrogant, rowdy shouts is coming from the campfire. Okay, yeah. Anybody standing near Flint sees him kind of like his shoulders sort of tense a little bit and he goes, no. No bloody way. And then he barrels off and like like just lasers in on this figure and just goes in for like a full tackle. Okay, give me an athletics check. Does this look like Actually, a happy give me a tackle, tackle or a I'm gonna kill you tackle? Probably, I would say, roll insight on that if you want more details. Would you want athletics? Give me an attack roll. Okay, that's better. A tackle? <laughs> uh, 17. 17? I got okay. 11 on my insight. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You would assume, though, like, it doesn't look like Flint's holding back at all. Flint, you rush towards this boisterous voice. And the split second before you make eye contact, this red-bearded, bald dwarf with furrowed brow and a tanned face turns around and starts to say, you son of a... And you hit him right in the chest and just... And boom, knock him to the ground and the wind knocks out of him. Um, yeah, once they're on the ground, Flint is just like a... You never did quite learn to keep your guard up. And, uh, like, goes in for, like, a, like an arm bar to, like, try to, like, immobilize him. Okay, give me a athl- give me an athletics check. We'll go... Uh, uh, eight. Okay, you try to arm bar him. You sort of flip his boisterous, fr- or his large frame over, but he brings you down with him, and he, like, pushes your face in the mud, and he says, You never did learn that I fucked your mother. <laughs> Flittled. He's, you know, scrappy, goes back and just goes to, like, try to elbow him in the face. Okay, give me you with an attack roll. Uh, flashing 20. Good, you hit him right in the nose, and blood just starts pouring out, and he quickly, like, throws his hand to it, and he's like, Bah! <laughs> and you hear this sharp voice, a familiar one, a bark an order that is like a blade through warm butter. She says, stop, you fools. And look up, you see the dark-haired raven. <laughs> Flintel just, yeah, takes a beat, like, notices who it is, and then uh, turns to the other guy and just says, uh, well, why the bloody hell didn't you tell me that Raven was here, you idiot? And goes in for, like, another tackle. <laughs> you sort of roll around homoerotically with him. And Smooch. he he sort of, like, chuckles to himself, and he's like, figured you'd make a fool out of yourself either now or later. I don't need your bloody help to do that. Oh, don't I know it, Pipsqueak. <laughs> 
And this goes on back and forth for several hours. What are the rest of you doing? Sarah, like, <laughs> leans over to Kieran. She's like, Inkat, that's his dad. He said he fucked his mom. <laughs> it's gotta be. Kieran lets a laugh out. <laughs> but what are you doing? Uh, probably just like pretty curious about this tent and watch that happen. Uh, uh, probably kind of just watching to see where it goes. Also keeping an eye on Groth. Make sure he's still standing. Because I think that um, Bo is going to probably go see um, Kella um, about maybe getting help for Groth. Maybe some kind of potion or some kind of cure for whatever's going on. Maybe she has a better idea. Okay. And meanwhile, Groth, you eventually are kind of handed off by Donovan to Louie under this sort of awninged forge area where he's working in and he's got this like plain white t-shirt on covered in suit just absolutely filthy and he's like oh you're not looking so well big man oh that forge feels nice though it's good to see her burning so hot it burns off all the sweat from how hot I am <laughs> it <laughs> It does feel nice. In fact, in the vicinity of the forge, you you feel better. While you are in the small local area, you do not have to roll with disadvantage. Mm. In fact, oh, it's really nice. Oh. Put my dick in it. <laughs> in fact, your mask almost seems to hum ever so slightly <laughs> I just watched it vibrating like meh <laughs> what face. is that fucking noise <laughs> oh, oh shit our table at Olive Garden is ready <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind Louis I, uh, oh, I may take a nap over here in this corner <laughs> pass out face down in the coal pit <laughs> <laughs> help yourself big man you'll you're Totally weird place to nap, but I uh, guess it's not quite something you're uh, not used to. Oh, I mean, is it, Louis? Got the best lullaby in the world. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh. Fuck. Shit. Tank. <laughs> okay, Kieran, Star, uh, are you guys just watching the shit show out here? I think Star is probably going to, um, well, here, uh, Star will turn to Kieran and she'll say, we do have another elf that we'll have to introduce you to, and I think they'll, you'll probably, probably appreciate me vouching for you on this one as well. If you're ready, we can go and find him. Bit of a hard ass. I can be a bit of a hard ass too. Must be somewhere deep in the bloodline. <laughs> Don't say that to him. It's fucking racist. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're both elves. You people. Uh, <laughs> all from one family, right? <laughs> Where do you come from? No, no, no. Originally. 
<laughs> like, where were your parents from? Yeah. Okay, okay, but what about like a hundred generations ago? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think at this point, maybe uh, Kieran, Star, and Bo, you're all kind of headed into the lab. Bo, you're you're over by Groth, but you see him in the warmth of the forge, sort of laying down in front of it, while Louis kind of keeps an eye on him, and he turns to you and gives you a curt nod. Yeah, Kiaran will stay close to Star, but again, just keeping a low profile. Yeah, Kiaran, actually, I imagine this is this is a bit strange for you. You have people sort of giving you, shooting you looks here, but... She's probably also, like, even though she's trying to have a low profile, showing quite a bit of curiosity looking around. Yeah, and you see men moving about courting with women training together doing chores together it's bizarre and some of them see you and they're looking at you like an outsider but it's never more than a moment when they glance at you and then glance at the company you keep and it's it's very strange and and, and a weird juxtaposition I think from the way the elf treated you don't mind them they're all just well they've had it rough we're a simple country folk. We never seen no elf like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, would appear you command some sort of uh, respect amongst them. Yeah. You could say that. I think I just helped them see that they were stronger than they thought they were. And they appreciate that help, I suppose. I think we all need that at some point in our life. Indeed. So Bo, Kieran, and... Shadow, I think you guys enter in the lab. <laughs> Wait. Shadow? Bo, Sha- oh, Bo, Kiaran, and Star, I think at this point you guys <laughs> enter the lab. Um, And stepping through, you don't see Maximus around. You see a couple people um, eating sort of a, um, kind of like a lunch, late lunch. Uh, you see a couple people's organizing different crates of things, examining, taking inventory, and you go into the actual lab area, which the doors are open, and you see... Well, first I think you see Lilac. And she turns to you, meets your gaze bow, and you see this young half-elf with a burnt face. And she almost... She looks a little older. Like... This journey was not easy. And she turns to you and she says, Please, Bo, stop, come in. Bo is probably pretty, like, staggered, like a, like, something, like, just hit him. And he's, like, kind of staggered. He's like, wow, you're really back. Yeah. Barely. And you say that as you're stepping in and just enough to look over and you see tree bark everglade and he is hurt he's got these uh, right now actually Kella is applying the solve to this deep deep wound that stretches from the top of his shoulder to the mid of his chest and it's this this vicious cut that's also blackened like frostbite and he looks over and he looks at Kiaran Roll a quick perception. 
And he looks back at you, Star, and he's like, Why don't you just go drag the Emperor here himself and keep him as a pet since you're insisting on increasingly more dangerous allies? Well, if you want to fight about it, I suppose we could go right outside, but you seem like you might need a bit of a rest right now there, friend. He stands up abruptly and buckles to a knee immediately and Kella's like, stop Star antagonizing. Will go try to grab him too to like help him down. Like Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. I just I missed you. I'm glad you guys are okay. Well okay ish. He places a hand on your face delicately delicately. He says We we missed all of you too, quite a bit. I heard about Shadow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't here. With that star, she flinches a bit hearing her name again, but she's like, we'll get her back. We will. Yes, we will. In that kind of, while that all was happening, just uh, Bo will have that moment kind of taking it back and kind of like weird relief mixed feelings and then immediately focusing in on um and beelining to to um man i'm really bad with names today i don't know what lilac or um tree bark tree barks wound and just like looking and seeing if there's absolutely anything that he can do to help just concerned roly medicine check uh kieran would by chance any of the herbs from the gizzard <laughs> help in this scenario? I don't know what you're talking about. I was the, the gizzard herbs. To mention the gizzard. Um, <laughs> I don't think so, actually. Uh, the gizzard herbs that you have... Add spine leaf, yes. black spice seeds, heart thorn. They aren't necessarily thing. healing properties okay. on most of those. A bit more rare. What'd you get on your medicine, though? 18. This is a wound that was likely almost fatal. Um, you think a little magical healing could really speed up the process, but it's likely going to forever be a scar. Then Bo will get to it right away. And um, cast healing word at a third level. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me the health. Ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the wound closes a lot, um, and it's sort of reduced to this thin cut. Um, and, but where it sort of receded from when the magical healing stitched the flesh back together, there is this sort of just deep, porous scarring. And Kella and Star, you sit him down, and Kella continues applying the solve. And Lilac says... Have you met the allies that Flint sent us for yet? Uh, not quite. Flint went to speak with them, and we figured uh, we would come catch up with you as well. Yeah. Well, I'm not entirely sure what to think of them yet. There are few of them, and... The rich one seems very out of place, but 
I guess we'll take all the help we can get, and if Flint stands by these people, it's gonna have to do. Where the hell have you guys been? Long story. It's... Let's let's sit and talk later when we've got all of us here. We pan on over back while you guys are recounting where you have been to Flint and these strangers. And Flint, at this point, you're sitting around a fire and it's crackling and this boar is nice and... And almost ready, actually. Pretty close. And it's the smell is just wafting. Um. Yeah, Flint is covered in mud. Probably still kind of like half-heartedly like punching. Uh, we we never got like an interaction introduction really for everybody else. But um, was his name Hammerhead? Yes, yeah. this is Hammerhead, um, an old friend of yours. Right. Still kind of punching hammerhead in the shoulder intermittently uh kind of leans over to raven and just says uh well i admit that i never really uh imagined that i can escape his ugly mug forever but honestly i'm really surprised to see you here what like it's good to see you but what what the hell are you doing here raven where the fuck have you been flint uh, that's a long story but i suppose we got time for it and you sort of look over to the left and you see this gnome with this sort of bright pink hair and she's just kind of extending her wrist, wrist out, uh, testing some sort of mechanism and a dagger sort of like boom, flies out. Fuck. And meanwhile, Hammerhead is like slapping you away and trying to like fuck with your ear. And Raven turns to you and she says, I don't know... What do you think we have in Grimhold? But I don't have legions to send you. You've been gone, Flint, a long time. Hell. (laughs) We should talk in private. But first, you need to meet somebody. Get up. Night. She gets up and she walks over to the tents. Uh, you follow quickly behind her and she flips open the flap and as you enter it's this really warm sort of beautifully decorated tent there's bearskin rugs on the ground it's heated by this uh, brazier and it's got this pretty nice sort of table and, and a map of the world on it and this dark haired man with his slicked back hair that goes through his shoulders is is dressed in very fine clothes and looks like an aristocrat. And he looks up to you and he says, So this is the <laughs> notorious Flint Oakenfist. What's left of him, anyway? And Flint kind of smiles to him. He greets you with just this sour scowl and looks to Raven and back at you and says, and Flint's like, oh, sorry, and he wipes his muddy hand on his muddy jacket and extends it to him. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I'm Lord Remy, and I have paid a great price to fund this trip, and I was assured that your 
patronage and association would be worth it, Mr. Openfist. Well, I can say it's pretty obvious you wouldn't be here if you didn't think you had something to gain from it, so I'm listening. Indeed. What is the nature of your request from Raven and her crew? Well, that entirely depends on what your outlook is on the empirical op occupation of this region. You're here, so I'm assuming that they're no friends of yours. And Flint's kind of wandering over to, like, the little bar area that he spied. No, don't touch that. <laughs> he leans over, he steps over to Raven and sort of turns so you can't see his lips and whispers something to her. He turns back yeah. to you and he... What was that? Do you want a perception? Can I Can yeah, I try yeah, and hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, five. I'm rolling dog shit. <laughs> You're looking at that whiskey sweating. I'm too, I am way too awkward. Oh, God. Mr. Confist, I'm less than certain about your professional abilities. However, I have not made this trip just to look you up and down. I wish to actually assess your abilities in action and capability. Well, usually my reputation precedes me, but I Rep suppose. Hmm? Reputation, that's very, very funny. That's very funny. Um, I'm sure we're all familiar with the Stonewing Massacre. Intimately. Flint kind of gets a little more serious. Yes, very intimately. I heard it was quite crazy. I was actually dining with the Delacroix when I had a meeting with, uh, uh, you know, the great emperor and whatnot. And he was boistering about a successful bust and that he had bet a large sum of money on it from one of the chief inspectors that they got. One redacted Flint Oakenfist. So my reputation does precede me, it seems. Yes, of course. Um, indeed. So what I'm wondering <clears throat> is how can we be certain that you have not flipped to the Empire? Because this would be quite an interesting place to be found by some sort of associate or by a reputable smuggler. Flint is just gonna Flint, yeah, he's gonna walk over to the bar and despite protests, just pick up the most expensive bottle of whatever is there that appears That's going on your tab <laughs> and a convenience suite <laughs> I, I didn't see a very good tip in there either I just wanted to say that, you know it's like one of those, trying to support a family here It's like one of those mini bars at the uh, hotel room <laughs> where the pistachios are $15 Flint's like, ah, and he puts it back in like two or three seconds <laughs> So do it <laughs> Look, I've never been one for banter as you royalty noble types seem to be so good at. So why don't you just go ahead and tell me what you want? And he pops the top off the decanter and like takes a huge gulp off of it. In due time, Mr. Oakenfist. For the time being, just know that I have reservations about you and this so-called flaccid five 
Well, if you're so unsure, then why are you here? There must be something for you here to gain, obviously. Oh, I'm a good friend of Raven, and she couldn't be here if I did not fund this expedition. And he gives her sort of a interesting look, and she kind of looks between you two, ever stoic. Can I try to can I try to read her a little bit? Yeah, give me an insight. Possibly with advantage because we've known each other for so long. I'll give you advantage, but it's a hard check. She's notably That's that's fine, yeah. yeah she's yeah, trying yeah. to Also don't have a very good Jesus Christ. Yeah, four. Okay. Damn with advantage? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was a two and a five. <laughs> okay. <Rip. laughs> If you'll excuse me, Miss Earl, confess I have more work to do. If you need anything, feel free to bother one of Raven's crew. Um. And leave the whiskey. <laughs> right. Not as good as it looks, anyway. You think, it, you know, you always see those big glass bottles with the little glass stopper, and you think, like, that's going to be some good shite, but I've had better. Well, I'm not going to put out the good shit if I'm meeting with a smuggler. <laughs> Floyd thinks to himself for a second. He's like, yeah, that's actually fair. He goes and sets it down. And then, um... Yeah, he goes and sets it down haphazardly, and then it tips and falls off the table. And, like, as it pours out, it's, like, just sand. And he kind of looks at it and then, like, sort of over his shoulder... Like, looks over back out the tent at Groth passed out. Says, uh, under his breath to himself, he's like, something weird in the air tonight. Oh, you're a magic user. Well, that, why didn't you say so? And Raven's like, he's not. Well, then you really ruined a good bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Oakenfist. Turns his, turns his back Gives on you because he can't leave the tent that you <laughs> yeah, He just he turns around, yeah. <laughs> Please exit my flap. <laughs> um, yeah, Flint kind of like, his eyes narrow a little bit and he just kind of gives a short little bow and walks back out to the campfire. As you walk out, you hear him yell, Hammerhead, would you like to make ten gold? And Hammerhead like quickly sort of rushes by you as the temp is flap his closing he's like clean that up pee on me slaps him on the ass <laughs> gives a little <laughs> it's not as it's seen better days it's not as taut as it used to be it's not as firm as it used to be <laughs> yeah something um, weird's going on those are strange times we can come back to this but yeah exiting the tent flint as soon as they're out of your shot and it says uh so raven you gonna you gonna tell me who the fuck this guy is and she sort of motions for you to the forest line. And as you guys walk away and get further out of your shot, she says, You really don't know how bad it's gotten, Flint. The Red Conclave? They they are brutal. We don't we don't have the assets. We have those the people who deal with me either end up dead or worse I don't well we we Raven we both know how much 
Davy took from us, but we also both know it's never been about numbers. If anything, we operate better when it's just a tight skeleton crew. Yeah. What's different now? What's different now is I'm going to dead drops and finding heads of couriers. What's different now is we took an old goat path that only I know through Kravnok on the way back. And the only people who knew where we were going was your two that you sent with this fucking coin and the three people I brought here. Spring, Hammerhead, and Lord Remy. And unless you brought some sort of trap to lead us into, which I highly doubt since your elf buddy in there, who's a real fucking prick, by the way, got a orc axe directly to his shoulder blade. Flint tenses up, says, orcs. Orcs. Here. Orcs. They are all over Kravnok. I don't know what's been going on in the south, but orcs crawl over Kravnok, Red Conclave, brutalizes Grimholt, practically seizes everything. All I have left is a small bar, and I don't even know if I'm untouchable there. This isn't right. We're careful. That's how we've survived this long, is we're careful. Somebody... Somebody's playing this game a little bit better than we are, it seems. Yeah. Do you know if it was Frost Knuckles, boys? Maybe. Seems like Shit. it. But all I know... Me? Spring? Finn? Er, hammerhead, or whatever you idiots call each other. And Lord Remy. Outside of your two, those are the only people who knew we were coming. And I don't think I need to clarify this Lord Remy. He wouldn't be here if he didn't trust them, right? Again, things are desperate. <clears throat> Lord Remy seems like the likely mole. He's cold, he's distant, he's rude can't tell what the fuck he wants. It's a little too obvious if you ask me, though. He stands to lose a lot. He invested very generously. Those types of people could stand to lose a lot just by being seen in the same room with people like us. He's... He's a... He's a right cunt, but he's not... He's not here without some kind of purpose. I agree. And he has a reputation in Grimhold for being aloof and a drunkard, but clearly he isn't. He has a reputation for loving dwarf women, but I've made advances to try and get a little further. I've gotten nowhere. We need to lock this down. We need to... We need to find this leak and plug it. Because this is the only advantage that we got, is that we control every step of this process and we know every person and we can trust them all. If we can't do that, then we're going to fall apart at the fucking seams. Then I need your help. You know you've got it. Help me root out this mole. Right. Well, 
For now, let's go get a bloody drink. And we'll have that drink next time on the Reroll Podcast. Oh, shit. Shit's getting weird. Uh, Groth has a fever because he made me mad. And he's going to have a fever for three days. Yeah, Yeah, roll a d20. That's how many days. (laughs) He angered the gods. (laughs) What did I do to make you mad? Just kidding. Nothing. Nothing. You know. I shouldn't have to tell you. I'm not (laughs) plotting anything. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The Reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.